Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Wade Burton to discuss the flight through the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Oh, hello. Hello, Wade. Hello, mate. How are you going? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. Um, Right, okay, today we're talking about uh, Return of the Jedi. So, um, when was the first time you saw Return of the Jedi? Jedi was, I think Jedi was was the only one I actually saw in in a theatrical release. So I saw that at at the drive-in in in, uh, 1983. A drive-in? And I was... Yeah, mate, when I was, let me think, explain the math, I was nine years old, so at absolute, the most perfect age for Star Wars to be, you know, smashing into my little uh, puny brain and uh, warping it. Okay, so if, if it was a drive-in, what sort of size uh, cinema screen are we talking about for that? Oh, I'm not sure, I'd be, you know, I guess, I guess drive-ins aren't too much of a thing in the UK. No. Um... They're, they're bigger than a regular cinema screen. I, I, I do know that. I'm, it's hard to tell. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to one in years. I mean, you, they must be a good, good sixty feet across. Really? Does that even sound right? I'm not what? sure. They're, I mean, they are, they are quite big, and because uh, I mean, you can watch it. I mean, the the one in, in Blackwater where I grew up, the you know the back row would probably be a good. Oh, 60, 70 meters, maybe 60 meters back from the screen. So it's yeah, it's, it's a it's a very big screen. It's a I went actually the last drive-in I went to. There's there's been a bit of a resurgence in in in, in drive. It's not I mean most of them have been shut down because they you know they take up quite a lot of valuable land and mm. people would rather put up units in uh, well you know industrial parks instead. But there there are still a few around and because they're a bit rare now, they're, they're you know they're a bit of a treat to go to. So we went and watched um. Oh, it was that terrible movie that uh, John Carter of Mars? We went oh, watched right. that at, at, at a drive-in a couple of years ago, and I, I haven't been since I was a kid, so I, I'm not sure whether you know my memories are different or whether this one was particularly bad. But the the, the visual quality was just terrible. It was it was like watching a, a really bad uh, camcorder download mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, it's probably not the ideal way to watch uh, to watch cinema. But yeah, it's it's kind of fun sitting in your car and. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I guess you being at that age, I mean, you, you you don't care how big the screen is as long as you're watching it. I guess. I do, well, I just I just remember it just being just magical, like just you know being completely entranced. It was uh, yeah, I, I, I saw I saw I, I saw most of the movies when I was a kid. Like we didn't have a cinema; we only had a drive-in. Um, so that to me, that was going to the movies when I was a kid, and it was yeah, it was always just a it was always a big event. Right, and, and what, what what was the uh, the child version of you? What did you make of the film when you uh, came out? Did you enjoy it? Oh, it absolutely blew me away. Like um, like I said, I mean, I was, I was already a big Star Wars fan, um, and 
it, it, yeah, un, uh, just unquestioning, just without questioning, to me, it was just the best thing in the world. It was just, you know, at that age, it's like, whatever the new Star Wars was, that was the best thing in the world. Like, yeah, I, I love the Ewoks, I loved all that, um, you know, I didn't think too much about it at all. It's just like, yeah, blew my mind away. I'm 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 a bit yeah, older than you. Yeah, see see I I'm I'm a bit older than you and, and this Return of the Jedi is the only one that I actually did go to London and see. I, I saw it at the Dominion Tottenham Court Road when it was still uh a cinema and before it uh, became a theatre. Um and I can remember coming out and, and and being very disappointed because I wanted another Empire Strikes Back and, and this sequence sure. that we've got today, you know, it has the intensity and the action and the seriousness, if you like, of Empire Strikes Back. But then you had the Ewoks and everything. And because I was older than you, I was just, I didn't want the Muppet show. I wanted, yeah. you know, I wanted Empire Strikes Back again, if you see what I mean. Yeah. No, well, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough, uh, a tough movie to follow up. And, and, and Jedi is definitely not a perfect movie, but, um, I, I definitely, definitely have, I definitely have a soft place for it. I mean, I, I do love it. Um, I don't, I don't even have too much of a beef with the Ewoks too much these days. Like, it's, uh, it's got some, some of my absolute favourite scenes, like the whole Jabba's Palace scene. Mm. I absolutely love the, you know, the, the Battle of Endor, the, the, the space scene is, is, you know, love, we're going to talk about elements of that today, but that is just some, that's just like, some of the greatest special effects artists in their prime just flexing, you know, with all the toys flexing their muscle and it's, it's you know, it still looks, it's one of the, one of the reasons for the staying power of, of Star Wars in, in fandom is the quality of those special effects. Like, they, even if they, they age, the, the, the physical effects have a certain quality that is still interesting to look at, it's still pleasant to look at. So, um, yeah, they, on a visual side, they, you know, they absolutely nailed it. Mm. Um, I, I, as I was, when I came out of the auditorium, I was disappointed. I, I, I've grown to appreciate Return of the Jedi a lot more as I've got older, and I understand right. that, that the Ewoks was a nod for the children, blah, blah, and I wasn't a child. They weren't really aimed at me. I, I'm, I'm far <laughs> more accepting of it now. Um, yeah. I'm not accepting of um, some of the, you know, the changes that were done uh, for the special editions and stuff, but um, as a film... I. I, I enjoy it and I appreciate it far more than I did, you know, back in 1983. Right. Well, I mean, the special editions as a whole were a complete, you know, schmozzle. And I mean, that might be something you address down the, you know, in your in this show down the track is like, you know, the, the changes that were made and rating those and where they stand. Because um, what was in Jedi? Oh, that horrible song that they added. I mean, oh, that is yeah. just, that, that's probably that's probably the worst addition to any of the, the in any of the three special editions. That is absolutely horrible, and it looked bad from day one. Let alone you know how many how many years it is later. But um, yeah, it would be so nice if they finally do you know get all, all the legal things sorted out, and we do get the uh, the original versions released on Blu-ray. That would be so fantastic to see that you know yeah. uh, again in in really really good quality. Uh, well, if they don't, the, the fans are, you know, the fans are doing it themselves. So. They, are, they are. Surely that shows to them that there, there is a demand for this, that people yep. can do this and are doing it. You know, people want to see it, you know. Absolutely. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into the uh, sequence that we're talking about today. Um, the attack on the, um, on the second Death Star. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's just go ahead and have a clip, shall we? Yeti. I'm going in. 
Here goes nothing. Now lock onto the strongest power source. It should be the power generator. Form up. Stay alert. We could run out of space real fast. Right, so the sequence starts just after Luke is uh, cra cradling Vader. Uh, we cut back to the action outside, and we've got, from what I can see, we've got an X-Wing, an A-Wing, and the Falcon skimming along the Death Star's surface. Yeah, um, yeah. and that, that Death Star's surface is, I mean, the, the, the level of detail in that compared to the, you know, Death Star 1, it, it's just fantastic. All the, the, the gantries and the construction work that's going on there and the... Um, yeah, seeing sort of, you know, all sorts of bits of panels missing and, you know, the, the, the superstructure being built, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's amazing that there is that amount of detail it, because the, the camera is going so fast. I mean, they, they, they're basically a blur. Um, and yep. I love how the camera is, is moving with the ships as, as they're yep. going up and down side to side. The camera is moving. You, you, you said just back then, you know, um, they're at the top of their game. The, these special effects guys, they had learned so much from the first two. Uh, and here they, had, they, they really notched it up, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, you see the, the difference from, from Star Wars to Empire. So, uh, you know, Star Wars had the, the you know, the, 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 the original Death Star run, and, you know, it was impressive at the time, but watching it back, there's, you know, there's not a lot of movement in the ships, and everything seems very slow, and then, then Empire, you've got, like, the, the asteroid scene, and, you know, the, the Falcon spinning around, and they, yeah, and then by Jedi, I mean, they just, they just take, I guess it's the same movement and the speed, but they're just adding so many more effects, and, mm. uh, so many more elements to it, it's, uh, it's, uh, the Battle of Endor is, is seriously just, just, uh, just such a, from beginning to end, the space scenes in particular, I think the actual ground battle it looks a bit naff in, in parts, but um, the, the space battle, is, it's just one of the, it's one of my absolute favourite sequences, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and something I like in this as well, I mean, you, uh, you always imagine the Death Star, you know, it, it's, it's this ball, but there's tons of towers here as well as they're going yeah. along. They, you've got all these, uh, the, these gantries and towers, and, and I, it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So anyway, we get we, we get to the line. I'm going in um, uh, of wedge and the A wing, and I love the way that they don't just go in; they sort of pull out and away, yeah. and then go in. You know, yeah, and they again, go in with a bit of flair, a bit of flair. Yeah, uh, it's just I, I I think it's just a stunning um, sequence. This I, I'm I'm going to be gushing, I think, an awful lot through this. <laughs> gush away, gush away, mate. Yeah, and then we've got Lando. Here goes nothing, and in goes the Falcon, um, and and we get. There they are. They they start going into the uh, interior. It's very brightly lit, don't you think? Yeah, where, 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 why are there lights inside these tunnels? Well, there, there might still be uh, construction workers in there. You know, oh, that's they, a point. It, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's true. It's uh, I've, I've got to say, like you'd think the the A wings would be the perfect. Uh, you know, a little squadron of A wings would be the perfect things to send there. But taking the taking a Corellian freighter and they're like, oh, good luck. <laughs> and, and and I noticed today, and I've never really picked up on this before, but you know, they they actually they were sort of doing it on the fly because Lando says he says the line, uh, what was it like, lock onto the strongest power source. That should be the. It the, should the, be. The <laughs> it's like, okay, just go towards that. So it's not like they they use the plans to plot out some uh, no. you know precise path. They're, they're just cruising around down there, and he tells the other tells the you know, hey, split up, head back to the surface, just just cruise around inside the Death Star like it's it's absolute madness. 
They're doing in Indiana Jones. They're making it up as they go along, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love it, love it. And and you've got fantastic weaving in and out here, um, you know, all through the, the, the tunnels and the structures. This, if they if they re- had ever, you know, re-released these in 3D, this bit would be brilliant, mm. you know? Definitely. And what you're saying when the uh, you, you really like that little you know the little flare when the the, the the ships go into there. I really like the the sense of um, like uh, momentum when the the, the the tie fighters are going around the corner, and you can tell yeah. it, you can almost feel like the the, the 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 pilots are really struggling to hold it in, and it's almost almost coming out, and, and, and they do end up hitting eventually. But it really captures that sense of like barely holding on as yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're doing these type, type turns. They're pulling the G's, aren't they, as they go around? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and we've got a guy, is that Porkins's brother who gets blown up? There's a guy who looks an awful lot like Porkins who the gets guy blown with the mustache? up. Yeah. I, he always reminds me of, do you know the, 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 the twins that play the uh, security guard in Terminator 2? Terminator 2, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks a bit like that dude. I don't think it is, but that's no, what yeah, yeah, it always yeah. reminds me of. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it could be him, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, and the other thing, what you were saying there about Lando, you know, lock on to the strongest, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, lo- I love how he tells them to uh, split up, you know, head back to the service. <laughs> how did he know there was a junction coming up? You know, because he says that long before they get to the junction, you know. Yeah. How, how does he know? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's not like, like, like he's already proven that they don't have an actual road map. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, to you guys. And, and then the falcon loses its radar dish, which again shows you that they don't know where they're going or what they're doing. <laughs> well, they just couldn't pick up Sky TV anyway. No. <laughs> but once we've got that, we we cut away to outside and we have the whole sequence with the, uh, the Super Star Destroyer crashing and yep. we've got Luke and Vader. And this is something I was thinking about. Do you think this sequence uh, benefits from cutting away to seeing what else is going on during the, the, the battle, or do you think it would have been better if it was one elongated scene in itself? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess the whole, I mean, that whole 10, 15 minutes is really an exercise in, in, in editing, isn't it? I mean, it's really cutting between, you know, four or five different uh, elements that, you know, cutting back and forth, which... Um, I guess they tried to do at the end of Phantom Menace as well to terrible effect. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean the actual. I mean, if you if you timed out how long the actual sequence inside there is, it's, it can't be much more than two three minutes. It's it's quite a mm. short sequence. So um, yeah, I'm not sure. No, I, th- I think it's good. I mean, I used to watch this. I used to go into the auditorium and you know and, and watch this this bit over and over again um, and used to get quite bored during the, the Luke and Vader bit because I wanted to get back to seeing the miniatures again you know yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no I, I think it does help it, it, it gives you a bit of breathing space I think if it if, if there was no cut away it would be over and done with too fast wouldn't it yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely and, and you know you want to see what else is happening in the context of the rest of the battle, and there may be a like a story reason, perhaps the you know the superstar destroyer crashing in there drew more fighters away or something. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah. um, the, the I've got to say my only the only sometimes in Star Wars when there's a a bad effect, it really does stand out when they pay so much attention and stuff. But when the the superstar destroyer crashes into the Death Star, that flame that comes out, it, the the scale of the flame, it's obviously not a huge flame. It's it 
it looks like a, a fairly small flame, which it w- would have been, and it, it doesn't. It just doesn't look right. It's it's something that always bugs me. It does look like uh, uh, somebody's just turned on a Bunsen burner. Yeah, and, and absolutely. It. And it's just, it's just this regular flame. It, it's uh, it's it, it's weird when they did the special uh, special editions. The things that they chose to change or not change, and that was one thing I would I would have sworn they would have fixed up. Like, yeah, of course, you know they they you know pimp out the Death Star explosion. Of course, they'll fix up that uh, that dodgy flame effect. But no, yeah, you would have thought, wouldn't you? But no, no, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Anyway, we go back to the tunnels, and now the tunnels have changed. They're, that, they're all like neon lit, which is very swanky. Um, yeah. And then we get to the power regulator chamber. That's a big old space, isn't it? it, it, uh, it it's such a, it's beautiful looking. I think it's, I think the actual miniature when I was reading was so it's about twenty two foot wide. Hmm. It, I mean, it's, it's which is it insane. Is <laughs> <laughs> but that but is why huge. the actual the actual reactor ball in the middle? I think that's about five feet. Just to give some it's scale five there. Foot, yeah, yeah. But you know, in Star in the Star Wars universe, why why do you need this regulator in such an open space? Eric, Eric, stop trying to make sense out of it, mate. It's, 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 it's the force. It's, it's the right, force or, or, or just because, uh, you know, don't try to make sense. Yeah, yeah no, th- th- thanks for stopping me. I was starting to nerd out then. Um, <laughs> I and, mean, and why, didn't they, why didn't they just put up a, a wall at some point to stop these ships flying in there? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, so th- th- then we get a, a great line um, and a great shot by Wedge. Um, we have the, the the great line, coffee gold leader, I'm already on my way out, and fires it, and it hit, I'm on my way out. Um, and then, um, and, and, and then he, he fires and he hits it first time. Excellent bit of uh, sequence that, love that bit. Yeah. And then the, the Falcon the, the, fires. The explosion, when, when, uh, I really like, actually a nice little bit of acting, when the, um, the, uh, the, it starts to sort of starts to explode, and they've got a really nice, some really nice sort of electrical explosiony sort of sounds. And Billy D. Williams does this kind of wince, like oh, yeah. like 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 it's really bright, and it's like you can tell he's like holy, sh- holy, holy, you know, holy Moses, this is uh, this is I don't know whether you know I've got control of this explosion. Yeah, um, he he really does help sell it, doesn't he? You know, I mean, bless yeah. him. He, he's he's just looking at a bright light that some guy outside, you know, <laughs> some some sort of torch. torch yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, bless him. Um, and yeah, so I, I love the way, you know, before it explodes, it topples slightly, doesn't it? It sort of like Definitely. breaks down, drops, then explodes. Whose idea was to do that? Because whoever uh, it was, that, 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 that was an excellent move. It does. It adds a, that uh, sense of physicality to it. Like it's, uh, like it's, it's crumbling from the inside. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. The next bit we get, whatever rating I'm going to give this at the end, is notched up a good point by the next scene, which is when the falcon is coming straight towards us, you've got the explosion going on behind it, and suddenly, you know, the falcon and the camera is enclosed again in, in the tunnels. Yeah. That is just a beautiful, beautiful uh, um, a moment there, I think. Oh, it, it, it's, 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 so, it's so great. The, uh, I mean, just the, that... The element of speed. I mean, the, the originally it wasn't written originally that uh, the Falcon didn't make it. I mean, it really mm. does have that sense of like, will they? Won't they? Yeah. Like, you know, when you watch it the first time, and then, but you know, when they're coming out, there is flames looking around the front of it. You know, you get the shot from inside the Falcon looking out, mm. and there's flames looking around the front of it, like it's the 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 tie interceptor behind it. He cops it, which you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic, and they actually 
I really like the explosion at the end when the, the, the Falcon shoots out, gets spat out, and there's that, that, that lovely explosion there. Which is better than the Superstar Destroyer explosion, you know? Yeah, Why can't exactly. they just use that twice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that bit, right, as, as the, um, that, that is a nail-biting stuff, you know? As yep. the flames, you've got a panning shot of the Falcons and the Interceptor as it goes by, Wedge comes out, and as you say, the, it, it, the fireball starts to engulf the Falcon and, and, and then shoots out through the fireball. Again, brilliant moment. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, that's, it's it's great storytelling with effects. Like it really does add that 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 uh, that tense uh, enhances that uh, tense moment. It's 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 fantastic. I'd like to know whose idea. You know these things. You know with the you know the Falcon suddenly being back in the tunnels, the the Falcon coming out the fireball. Was that George Lucas's idea? Was it John Dykstra? Was it Dennis Muren? I'd love to know who actually yeah. had these ideas of well, actually we could do this a little bit better. You know. Um, because who, no, whoever I, did it, full 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 props to him. I know it was I, I know it was Richard Edlund that was basically in charge of the sequence, but mm-hmm. you know there's there's many other people, you know many other spear carriers uh, there as well. So yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I think so, I think I think Joe Johnston designed a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the the concept art for the tunnels in the rector core. I think mm-hmm. he was behind some of a lot of the yeah, look. Yeah, but the actual decision to well actually it would be better. If we did it this way, you know. Yeah. Excellent. Anyway, the the sequence ends um, with a yeehaw from Lando. <laughs> um, great way to, yeah. to to finish it as well, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'm I'm a big Nine Numb fan fan as well. So you know, going to see my favourite Muff Face. Uh, you know, I'm going to hear me having a chuckle. Like it's a yeah. 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 Anyway, so that that that's the sequence. Um, let's go into behind the scenes then. Um, uh, right. Uh, same as in A New Hope, uh, the Death Star surface was a number of tables uh, covered with detailed panels. But like you said earlier, you know, now they've really gone to town on the details, haven't they? Yeah, it's, I think the addition of all that colour, like there's a lot of orange and brown rusty colour through it that, that really uh, breaks it up and probably, probably helps the sensation of speed. You've got that different colours flashing yeah. by to, to really convey it. Yeah, it, it, it really does suggest that, you know, even subliminally, that, uh, that the whole thing is still under construction, isn't it, you know? Um, right, uh, Steve Gowley was the head of the tunnel building team, um, yep. and there were three types of tunnels. Did you know this? Well, just from looking at it, I mean, you've got the... Uh Sort of when they go in, you've got the uh, the long straight one with all the, like, looks like a bunch of oversized plumbing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the one towards the end where it's got the more symmetrical, almost like a coffin shape with a, the side bit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but I'm not sure what the third type would be. Well, according to um, Lorne Peterson, who, who was one of the model makers on yeah. there, um, the idea of having three types of tunnels was, again, to try and convey the idea that, you know, the rebels are going deeper and deeper into, into yeah. the Death Star. The yeah. Tunnel 1 was the most detailed. It had all the girders and pipes sure. and it was brightly lit. They also, every so often, they would put just a mirror panel amongst the pipes so you would have the reflection of the pipes opposite, you know, to just yeah. busy up even more. Um, funny you should say uh, plumbing pipe. That's, that, that's what they used an awful lot of. They used wooden dowels, um, yeah. all, all, type, all types of stuff. That was Tunnel 1. Um, tunnel 2 had less detail, uh, but the pipes were getting bigger, um, and that's where the Falcon loses its radar dish, is in Tunnel 2. Um, okay. And then Tunnel 3, that, that, 
they they were the more abstract shapes where you just yeah. had um, yeah. rectangles um, with uh, edged with lights like that. You know. Yeah. I always thought that the shape of that that last tunnel, um, I thought it was a little bit of a wasted opportunity that there wasn't a B wing in the. Uh, in the tunnel there. I would have loved to see a B-wing sort of, you know, using its uh, gyroscope sort of features, sort of spiraling yeah, around it, to it would have featured in there, no problem, wouldn't it? It, it yeah. looks like it was designed for a B-wing. <laughs> yeah, and a good point, good point. Um, anyway, each tunnel was about 72 feet long and uh, four feet wide. Um, and the tunnels had removable ceilings, and that's so... Um, they would remove a ceiling, drop the camera on its arm down into the tunnel, and then start moving along. And as the camera moved along, they moved that they lifted the ceiling off of the next section, you know, so it could yeah. continue down yeah. the tunnel. Um, like you were saying earlier, uh, the reactor chamber uh, was 15 feet in diameter. Uh, central structure was five feet tall. Um, the chamber walls were were made of a series of panels, but only one was made, and then they just took castings from that one and then clad the the walls with these panels. Um, for the Falcon's escape, um, a special tunnel w- was built. It was three feet tall, four feet wide, and 60 feet long, and there were over 80 pyrotechnic charges built into it. So as the camera went past, they, they fired. So, so that would have been... Was that, a, was that a, a, like a one-and-done deal of this, yeah. this model of the setting of charges in it? So I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't... You can't mess up on something like that, can yeah. you? You know. So that's it. That's all I've got on behind the scenes. Have you got anything else? The, the, I, I, I read one funny thing. So just talking about you know the, how good the scene was that the uh, that they were given a, um, a a special achievement award at the the 1984 Academy Awards. Right. Um, so that was given to uh, Richard Edlin, uh, Dennis Muren, uh, Phil Tippett, and I'm forgetting the other fella, Ken Ralston. Right. And, um, which, so that, that's really great that I recognise, but it, just the, the minor detail that just cracked me up, it was presented to them by Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> just so random. So yeah, Cheech yeah, and yeah, Chong yeah. presented them, but well deserved. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, very you know, much so. Th- this scene, you know, amongst many other, uh, incredible, incredible effects, effects shots. I saw, um, I saw when I was in, uh, Celebration Anaheim, uh, two years back now, and I was lucky enough to go to a presentation by Dennis Murin where he basically um, basically just cut together all the um, space battle scene from Jedi. And it's not that long. It was only about oh, maybe 10 minutes, so including the interior scene. Um, and so he basically had it all spliced together and played it once and then went back through it and was just pointing out all sorts of um, not so much technical things but more how shots were framed. Like you can see here, you can see this X-Wing's coming down from this side so we make sure there's an X-Wing, uh, make sure there's a TIE fighter coming from this side and all those sort of things. It was an absolute, yeah, absolute privilege to see one of the special effects masters. Um, yeah, uh, just I'd, just showing, I'd just love just to be there. Uh, I'd love to have seen that. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was absolutely fantastic and yeah, just... And, and, he, and he, I loved how he, you know, when he was describing it, and he'd like, he didn't have any preference for any kind of effect. Or and he was talking about people asking about CG, and he's like, I don't, I don't care. He's like, whatever works the best, and you know, if CG works the best, then he said that there would, there'd be times back then if he could go back, he'd love to have used CG, but you know, but it's not always the best thing. And um, mm. yeah, he's just such a, you know, to him it was like, you know, it was just whatever, whatever, the, whatever tool works, that's the best tool. Yeah. 
uh, which is totally the right attitude to take, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes to get it up on their sc- uh, up on the screen as best as possible. Yeah. All right. Well, can we go to ratings now, then, Wade? If I can have a, a rating off of you um, out of ten, with ten being the best, one being the worst, and five being average. I've got a feeling it's not going to be uh, five or below it's, from you. It's definitely higher than average. I, I would say the only thing, and I, I'm always kind of a little bit surprised on the Blu-rays, and now that we have digital copies, that these things aren't changed, or maybe I just know so a lot. But you can still see. So obviously, it's a lot harder to, um, you know, having moving, you know, having the spaceships and stuff when they're not against a black background. So when, especially the the, the they had a lot of troubles with the uh, the adats against the white background, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get rid of the matte lines and things. And you can definitely still see quite quite chunky uh, matte boxes around um, some of the spaceships inside of the uh, inside the desk against the orange and grey. And, yeah. um, I was watching it today and I was finding it really distracting. And I'm, and I'm sure it's not cheap to fix, but surely someone goes frame by frame with, you know, the... You know the expensive version, video version of Photoshop, and just gets rid of them. I'm not sure why we're still seeing these optical effects from that are that are artifacts from the film version. Yeah, of, of, yeah. Did, did you notice them, or is it just no, me? Well, it's not. It's not as uh, noticeable as I, I, th- I think. What it is is they did clean them up for uh, Empire Strikes Back during the Hoth scenes. You know, a lot of the matte lines yep. that were around the the snow speeders and that. But I think this scene, it's cut so fast and they're moving so fast. I guess maybe they're thinking, well, it's not that jarring, so we're not going to do anything just yet. Maybe it they will be. in the future. You know? Yeah, it, it just always strikes me as the you know. Because I know I do know with the special editions they did potty up a lot of stuff. Like for all the, for all the for all the you know the terrible decisions they made, like it, yeah, they did do a lot of really good stuff. That was like okay, that like uh, um, quality of life sort of changes, like nice mm. sort of housekeeping changes. But um, so so it's not a perfect scene. There is a, there is that. So I think my rating will have to go to uh, a solid nine out of ten. But it's uh, incredibly enjoyable. You know, one of the. Uh, you know, one of the highlights of, of, of Star Wars special effects, which is to me is one of the highlights of, of enjoyable film for me in general. So, yeah, nine out of ten. Okay. Um, for me, um, if it wasn't for what we were talking about, the um, you know the the pulling away before then going into the Death Star, if it wasn't for you know the Falcon <laughs> coming towards the camera and then being in, yep. in, encased in the uh, tunnels again and it shooting out the fireball um, at the end. I think if it wasn't for th- those ones, I would give it about an 8. But those right. th- th- those notch it up further. I can't give it a 10, um, but I, I'm going to give it a 9.5. 9.5. Okay. okay, so that gives us an average of 9.25. Well, I, I can't argue with that. I think that's, uh, that's a very fair No, that's fair, fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, with the ratings done, I think that's us about done, Wade. Thanks for your time today. My pleasure, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you to anyone who might be listening. Uh, go on to Facebook and Instagram. Let us know what you think about this sequence. And, um, yeah, see you all soon. Bye-bye.